Hello, everyone. We're back. We're back. Coming at you live. No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was really aggressive. <laughs> this is Known Unknowns. I'm Harry. I'm Carly. Any news this week? Uh, what? I feel like it's been a while. I know. We've, uh, let's see. We, we made Pete Buttigieg drop out. Yeah, we single-handedly, double-handedly. Mm-hmm. Double. Each got, of us contributed one hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got Pete Buttigieg, rat face bitch, <laughs> to drop out. <laughs> what? That's not his no. name. No, that's his name. Yeah. Okay, just double checking. Pete, rat face bitch, Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg, rat face bitch. Oh, that's his. Oh, Peter, Peter Paul Montgomery. <laughs> Buddha judge rat face bitch. Is that his name? Yeah. Nuh-uh. <gasps> that makes me hate him more. P- Peter B- Peanut Butter Judge. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny to me. Peanut Butter Judge. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that so happened. So that happened. That happened a while ago. Yeah, that was ages ago. That's old news. Yeah, everyone's out now. I know. Except for Biden and the Burns. Mm-hmm. So. So. Uh, Are you going to say anything? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Should I? No. Do you want me to say anything? I just feel like it's going to be a short episode, so maybe we should fill some time. <laughs> okay. But okay. I feel like there was something I was... Uh, gonna mention a while. I, I have I th- the sniffles. You do? Oh yeah. no! Do you have coronavirus? Oh yeah, the coronavirus is a thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? Do you have any conspiracy theories about that? No. Oh, okay. I think people are just racist <laughs> and weird. Mm-hmm. Just wash your hands, bitch. <laughs> but also, everyone's like, um, just. Don't go to work if you feel sick and like blame people for going to work, going, going mm-hmm. to work while sick. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't let us skip work when we're sick. Right. That's not a thing. And a lot of works want a doctor's note, which not everyone can get without, because mm-hmm. they can't go to the doctor. Right. They don't have health insurance. <sighs> or if they do have health insurance and they're just underinsured. Right. They can't afford it, even with health insurance. That's why Bernie's paid sick leave and paid vacation and paid parental leave is a plan is a good thing. Good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can't afford to skip work and we're going to get fired if we skip work for being sick. Right. So... my my conspiracy theory is that it's uh, it's a big deal right now because uh they want to uh scare everyone into like staying home to like drive down turnout for the democratic primaries. <gasps> Ooh, I didn't think about that. I mean, I don't believe that, but that's just a fun a fun notion if you're if you're conspiracy minded to ponder. Yeah, someone in my cast thinks mother nature made it to kill off all the old people before the election <laughs> because we need to win. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right. We need to get 
all the old people out of there. <laughs> I'm like, that's funny. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, it is funny. Like, so I don't know. My my thoughts on it are contradictory in that I do think that, I mean, the Trump, tr- the Trump administration isn't handling it well and is no. like intentionally downplaying it because they don't want to have a crisis in the middle in like a... <sighs> an election year they don't want to like it to like affect the stock market or anything but i also think that the democrats are like amping it up in some ways i or they want in some ways want it to become more of a crisis in order to make trump look bad and are we're willing to like amplify it in ways that may have unintended consequences in order to cause a crisis in order to make trump incompetent uh incompetence uh more visible yeah i think it's something i mean i'm I'm not saying that it's not a serious concern but no it is i'm just saying that i don't i don't trust anyone (laughs) it's a serious concern i i mean it worries me only because like i have so the flu is also very deadly Mm -hmm. you know right um but I can get a vaccine to significantly decrease my chances of getting it, which right. I do, mm-hmm. which you all should do if you can. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that that's not an option for everyone. Um, but th- this one doesn't. COVID-19 yeah. does mm-hmm. not have a vaccine, so pretty much everyone can get it. Right. I know I'm not going to die because I'm not. Mm-hmm. old and i don't have a compromised immune system i'm not a baby mm-hmm. you know right but it's still i mean it's definitely scary for some people who mm-hmm. have a yeah right well scary. when Especially, a vaccine yeah. for it is developed it's very important that it be provided for free to yeah. anyone at risk well our tests are what three thousand dollars now or something like yeah, that to get tested for it so mm-hmm. i don't think that's I bet it'll be expensive, and then a bunch of anti-vaxxers will be like, it's new, don't trust it. So (laughs) it wouldn't really matter if it came out anyway. No one would get it. (laughs) No one can afford it, and uh, people are ignorantly scared of vaccines, so. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of freaky, because, I mean, it's in Chicago. Right. A a Chicago public school teacher had it, I think. I was reading about it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a Chicago public school teacher yeah they were like a special ed assistant mm-hmm. teacher right oh well, and you know who bernie's largest uh donor base is like by profession is teachers oh so i'm not saying that it's oh. specifically targeted to anyone in particular but hey why why not uh in you know do your own research folks and now everyone who came into contact with her is quarantined for 14 days. Right, well, they can't go outside, so they can't vote in I mean, Illinois. Well, they just had, at, I mean, at the rally the other day, they had the vice president of the CTU speak. Mm-hmm. I bet she's had contact with teachers who have been in contact with teachers who are in contact with that teacher. And then she made contact with Bernie. They're trying to kill him. They're trying to kill him. They're trying to quarantine him, too. I don't know who they are, but they're, they're doing it. Do you think he'd die if he got it? No. Oh. I think he would. He's old. Yeah, but he's in good shape. Is he? Yeah. I'd say he's in okay shape, but he's also really old. Well, sure. Old people are 
<laughs> Frail, Harry. Yeah, you're right. Just saying. I know. Mm. I'm not concerned. Yeah. About the coronavirus or about him getting it and dying? Oh, about him, about Bernie getting it and dying. Oh, okay. I'm also not terribly concerned about the coronavirus personally. I mean, I am concerned, like, in general about people, but if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. And, uh, you know, I, I can wash my hands and stuff. But, my friend, like. My friend Jay, he was, uh,. Pikachu in the last show I was in and that sounds really stupid but <laughs> yeah uh and he he came to see my show last night and he he's Asian mm-hmm. and he was like every time I cough people like stare at me <laughs> and they think I have the coronavirus and yeah. I was like oh so he like coughed and then he was like Sorry, everyone, I have the coronavirus. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, every time I cough in public, people like intensely stare at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> or like people think I have the coronavirus. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's so bad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, we've been talking about this for too long. What are right. we going to do today? Uh, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to talk about. Cre- we're going to read creepy pastas. That's because right. Because that's what you guys want. <laughs> We got so many requests to just read creepy pastas slash mm-hmm. what people are inter- we asked what people were interested in and everyone said creepy pastas. I'm like, know. oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna feel dumb reading them, but okay, because they're not real. <laughs> but okay. Oh. One of mine is based on a true story, or I think it's someone's own personal experience. Oh, interesting. I mean. Are you, are you sure it doesn't just say it's based on a true story? There's a category that says based on a true story. Okay. So I'm going to trust that it is. All right. Oh. Okay. It sounds like someone's own personal like. All right. ghost story. I don't know. All right. Do you want to go first? Well, let's let's set the... what What is creepypasta? Oh, yeah. Explain. Let's set the table. Set the table. <laughs> well... Yeah, because we're about to eat wanna... a big meal of creepy pasta. We're yeah. setting the table. You got your fork and your knife. Harry, explain All what right. creepy pasta is. So I'm tired, guys. We lost an hour. I'm tired. <laughs> <sighs> Feels so late. So the word creepy pasta is derived from the term copy pasta. What? Which yeah, what okay, you didn't know that? Going yeah, I don't know these. Which things. is in turn. Derived from the words copy slash copy and paste. What? Yeah. You don't know that? No, Harry. I don't know. All right. Sorry. Yeah. you know. I mean, do you know what copy pasta is? No. Oh, that's like when people like, uh, they're like, copy pasta is like blocks of text that are like copied and then pasted in like different forums and like around the internet, you know, um, like, uh, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. Okay. But like, I don't uh, need one. Okay. That wouldn't help me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a it's a form of meme, you know, where it's okay. just. Okay. Or it was a well, it was a thing like a couple of years ago where like people would just like tech like copy and paste the entire text of the B movie script. Oh yeah. Places. Yeah. So, so that's 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 an example of copy pasta. 
All right. Do you want to start reading your creepy All right, pastas? Fine. <laughs> I don't care All about right. this. Or is there any other explanation you wanted to give about creepy pastas? I no. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> that interested. didn't really explain what it was. Well, they're like okay. Well, creepy pastas are are um, it's I mean, they're sort of uh creepy copy pastas like, but I would just I mean I think it's more broad than that. There, uh, I would say people write stories, scary stories. Short, yeah, short That's horror it. stories, uh, ba 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 ba, distributed in online forums. Mm -hmm. That's how I define creepy pasta personally. Cool. Okay, so you wanted me to start. Yeah. All right, fine. I do. All right, should I I'm start? I'm tired, with a... Harry. It's late. <laughs> it's nine thirty, but it feels like ten thirty, and okay. I'm grandma. All right. I had a show today and was I'm exhausted from it. All right. Do you want me to start with a really short one or a uh, longer one? Start off with a short one. All right. Well, we'll start with a very short um, one that I remember from a couple years ago seeing going around the internet a bunch mm -hmm. uh, called Who's in My Bed? I, don't, I didn't know it had a, a title, but that's how it was. Okay. On the way. All right. Fine. No, I'm just, I said, okay, as in continue. All right. Uh, so it goes, I begin tucking him into bed and he tells me, daddy, check, check for monsters under my bed. I look underneath for his amusement and see him, another him, under the bed, staring back at me, quivering and whispering, daddy, there's, some, there's somebody on my bed. The end. That's the end. I don't get it. Well, it's a guy. It you don't. It's a, a guy like tucking his kid into bed, and the kid says, "Check for monsters under the bed." And he looks under the bed, and he sees his kid down there, underneath the bed. Another. Oh, one. and then his kid says, "Daddy, there's somebody on the bed." Yeah. <gasps> so he was like <laughs> tucking his kid into bed. He was tucking a monster ah! in the bed. Maybe unless the one under the bed is fake. That was good. <laughs> That one was really short. Mine are all like three to five minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. All right. D did you want me to do another one? No. Okay. It's my turn. Your turn. Mine's called Old Man. Okay. It's, all right. So I'm reading it straight from the Creepypasta website, and that's very slow and has a trillion ads, so I might struggle. <laughs> okay. So this one's called Old Man. Estimated reading time, three minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. This one what is under you? true stories. Okay. So, what? I just wanted you to know. Nothing. Okay. I don't know how scary you will find this, but I can tell you that I was horrified. When I was around 12 years old, my parents rented an old shingled house in Massachusetts about a mile from the beach. We were staying there for the summer, and we were all pumped for three months in historic New England. Uh, Mass okay. What? The house... What? Nothing. What? what were the saying? house was previously owned by a woman named Virginia. She was unmarried and lived there for many years with her elderly father, whom I don't know the name of. She was a perfectly normal woman who rode horses and kept a beautiful garden across the street. My parents never met her father, and we only talked to her a few times, as the rent transaction was done mostly through a realtor. The house was quite nice, 
It looked small from the outside, but once you went inside, there was countless small rooms. There were many cupboards and closets and two slender spiral staircases leading up to one of four tiny rooms upstairs. One of these rooms was mine. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Being 12 years old, and I was trying to move around. Oh, That's what the noise I... was. I was moving. Being 12 years old and having an overly active imagination, I was terrified of staying upstairs by myself at night. Okay. Me too. Sure. My parents slept downstairs in a room that was a new addition to the house, and I hated the idea that they were so far away. Yeah, I would too. I don't, I don't like downstairs bedrooms. She had an upstairs bedroom. Yeah, I know. I'm oh. just saying that, like, oh. in general, like, when when I have my own, like, full-size house, I want to sleep upstairs. Oh. Just because that's what I'm used to, I guess. My fa- my parents, when we lived in a house, <laughs> my parents slept, there was a bedroom down, one bedroom downstairs, and then the there were three bedrooms upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah, you know that. You saw it. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying. I'm just stating my preference. Okay. My parents slept downstairs. Oh, wait. Okay. Finally, after a few sleepless nights and plenty of power tears. Oh, my God. Just move to a bedroom downstairs. You said there are a bunch of tiny ones. <laughs> Jesus. Well, how tiny are they? I like, don't know. Size but of a like, shoebox? Goodness. Why didn't she just move to a different a, room? A matchbox. Okay. Um, my parents agreed to let me sleep downstairs in the old living room. Why would your parents object to that in the first place? Whatever. (laughs) Which had a fireplace and two doors, one leading to the kitchen and one to the new living room. Yeah. I was extremely happy with this arrangement, and I felt sure I would finally be able to fall asleep that night. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. Foreshadowing. That night, after saying goodnight to my parents, I lay down on the pull-out sofa, contented. But not for long. Immediately after closing my eyes, I felt the weirdest sensation. I felt I was being watched, or like someone was just over my shoulder. I opened my eyes, fearing the worst, but no one was there. The room was silent. I was completely alone. A little unnerved, I shut my eyes again, and once again felt the presence. It's hard to explain, but you know how blind people are more able with their senses? I was like that. Even when I opened my eyes a second time and saw no one, I knew there was a man in the room. I can't really explain, but I felt certain that there was a man watching me sleep. However, since I had no evidence, I just shut my eyes, curled in a ball, and fell into an uneasy sleep. Okay. Fast forward a few weeks. One one of my friends was sleeping over and we were, of course, staying at the house. Despite our protests that we should sleep upstairs, I insisted we stay downstairs. Despite her protests that we sleep upstairs, I insisted we sleep downstairs. Even though nothing ever happened upstairs, I was still a little wary. What? Mm. Even though you felt a man watching you in your room? Right, you had, it seemed like you had a more concrete thing that you were worried about downstairs. (sighs) This is weird. Okay, that night, after gossiping for a few hours the way only two 12-year-old girls can, we fell asleep. I should mention that I never said anything about the man in the living room. That's where we were staying. I didn't want my friend to panic. (laughs) I slept soundly that night. I guess it was probably because I had someone with me. 
Probably. The next morning, when I woke up, my friend was already awake and staring at me. Uh-oh. Katie, she said, I'm like not crazy. <laughs> but like last night in the middle of the night, I woke up and felt like, oh my God, I said. Did you feel there was a man watching you sleep? At first, she said, her voice quivering. But when I opened my eyes, there was an old man standing in the doorway to the kitchen. He smiled at me, and then he left. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Our eyes grew wide as we stared at each other in terror and then slowly turned toward the door. We had shut it the night before. Now it was open just a crack. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I told my parents about it, about this after my friend left, and they disregarded it, thinking I was letting my imagination get the better of me. But at the end of the summer, when I went home and had internet service again, I searched the history of the house. Virginia lived there for almost 20 years with her elderly father, a registered sex offender who was diagnosed with dementia at the age of 83. He returned to the house with his daughter and died a few mo months later in the house. Oh... Oh, that's the end? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Orange Wheel says, at least he was a registered sex offender, so she could be confident he was trained and licensed. <laughs> you don't know what quality of sexual offending you get with the bootleg sex offenders. Sure, they may be cheaper, but you get what you pay for. Good. That, that's Blue funny. Pizza says... The lack of quotation marks hurt my soul. <laughs> Guest said, speech marks. Ever heard of them? Okay, great. I, th I, hmm. I don't know how... I think it's weird that this website has a uh, based on true events or based on a true story category. Because I feel like the... Per like the I don't know. Like all creepypasta is like... You're supposed to like take it with the like you know the pretense that it's based on a true story i guess or that it is a, a true story i don't know like or it's I, I i guess i'd compare it to like wrestling like professional wrestling like kayfabe where like everyone knows that it's like not real and stuff but like when you're like you know it, the reason that it's fun is that you're like whoa what agreeing that it is yeah True. I yeah. know. I know. I just You're saying whoa during the story. <laughs> right. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. <laughs> I thought you were saying whoa because I was getting too fake deep or something. No. All right. Why, why do you think I hate you so much <laughs> right now? Oh man, I'm almost out of water. <laughs> I'm just saying that I feel like creepypasta.com or whatever this aggregator site is like. I feel like having a based on a true story section kind of like breaks that like yeah that agreement of the creepypasta community you know mm -hmm. well um, the rest of mine aren't from that so <laughs> okay great um what else okay what would you like to hear about next uh, are you gonna give me options what, okay do you want <laughs> well what are you <laughs> how am i supposed to know okay do you want uh Russian sleep experiment. Yes. You want that one? Yeah, I want to hear about that one. Okay. Um, 
Uh, so this uh, the Russian sleep experiment. That's one that you thought was like actually real, or was like a real like urban legend, or yeah. Like, uh, I've never know. heard of it, but I've heard the name. Uh huh. Well, it was so in. It's been like adapted into a movie, at least once. Oh. I, I can't. Well, okay. I think it's been adapted into like a couple different, a few different movies, it's a few not different real times. At all? No. Dang it. I don't know <laughs> what it is. I've never. But uh, I feel to like, I don't know. It's been a, they've made Russian sleep experiment movies a few different times because it's one of the more popular ones. Yeah, I know. It's, I, you know, I, the movies of varying sizes. And uh, so anyway, it's, uh, it's, it goes like this. Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. What? I wish this was real. (laughs) Continue. uh, Continue. When it longer goes on, you're not going to wish it was real. Oh, I know. It sounds cruel. Right? (laughs) (laughs) But you, you love cruelty. No. They were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so the gas didn't kill them. That's good. Since it was high, since it was toxic in high concentrations. This was before closed circuit cameras, so they had only microphones and five inch thick glass porthole sized windows into the chamber to monitor them. The chamber was stocked with books, cots to sleep on, but no bedding. Wait, why are there cots to sleep on if the whole point is they're not supposed to be sleeping? Whatever, uh, no, no bedding. Then they can lay down. Running, wa- yeah, I know, but it says cots to sleep on, in the thing. Oh my god, <laughs> that that this is ridiculous. I know. I Come hate. on. <laughs> but uh, running water and toilet and enough dried food to last all five for over a month. Oh my god, why would why in a the, month? The test subjects, well, just in case they wanted a lot of food, I guess. The test subjects were political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during World oh. War II. Everything was fine for the first five Did you days. Burp? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the subjects hardly complained, having been promised falsely that they would be freed if they submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. Oh, my God. Oh, so the original test was supposed to be for 30 days. Okay. Their conversations and activities were monitored, and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past, and the general tone of their conversation took on a dark aspect after the four-day mark. Yeah. After five days... Wait, were they given drugs to stay awake? Or were they just forced to stay awake? An experimental gas-based stimulant. So they, like, piped gas into this room. Oh, my God. Or whatever. So they didn't feel tired at all? I... I, you'll have to hear the rest of the story to find out. Alright. After five days, they started to complain about circumstances and events that led them to where they were and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. Uh, they stopped talking to each other and began al- alternately whispering to the microphones and one-way mirrored portho- <laughs> portholes. What? That's dumb. <laughs> Car- Carly's laying down now. <laughs> She always yells at me for being too far away or not talking into the microphone, and now she's... I'm not telling the story! <laughs> okay. I'm trying to just... Uh, they all seemed to think they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrades, the other subjects in captivity with them. 
At first, the researchers suspected this was an effect of the gas itself. After nine days, the first of them started screaming. <laughs> he, well, he ran the length of the chamber, repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. Uh, he continued attempting to scream, but was only able to, pr to produce occasional squeaks. Uh, the researchers postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords. That's not real. <laughs> All right. Uh, the most surprising thing about this behavior is how the other captives reacted to it, or rather didn't react to it. They continued whispering to the microphones until the second of the captives started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took the books apart, smeared page after page with their own feces, and pasted them calmly over the glass portholes. The screaming promptly stopped. <laughs> after. No, oh. no. I was like, okay. Uh, three more days passed. Uh, researchers checked the microphones hourly. Um, they didn't hear anything. No sound at all coming from the chamber. Uh, but the oxygen consumption indicated that all five must still be alive. In fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a, hev a very heavy level of strenuous exercise. On the morning of the 14th day, the researchers did something they said they would not do to get a reaction from the captives. They used the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captives they were afraid were either dead or vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. To their surprise, they heard a single phrase in a calm voice respond, We no longer want to be freed. <laughs> Debate broke out among the researchers and the military forces funding the research. Um, uh, unable to provoke any more response using the intercom, it was finally decided to open, open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day. Uh, it was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air, and immediately voices from the microphones began to object. Three different voices began begging as if pleading for the life of loved ones to turn the, back, the gas back on. Uh, the chamber was opened and soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly call the state of that any of them in were in life. Uh, what? <laughs> just the food rations past day five had not been so much as touched. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subjects' thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber, blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually blood was never determined. Uh, okay. <laughs> All four surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on the fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, oh not with God. teeth, as the researchers initially thought. Okay. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most, if not all of them, were self-inflicted. Uh, the abdominal organs below the ribcage of all four test subjects had been removed. While the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place, the skin and most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the ribcage. What? Uh, the dead guy? No, of the live people. Oh my god. <laughs> all the blood vessels and organs remained intact. Um, they had just been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning out around the eviscerated but still li living bodies of the subjects. 
The digestive tract of all four could be seen to be working, digesting food. It quickly became apparent that what they were digesting was their own flesh that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of days. Ugh. <laughs> it's a gross story. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Uh, most of the soldiers were Russian special operatives at the facility, but still many refused to return to the chamber to remove the test subjects. They continued to scream to be left in the chamber and alternately begged and demanded that the gas be turned back on, lest they fall asleep. Dot, dot, dot. Uh-oh. To everyone's surprise, the test subjects put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out. Another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and an artery in his leg severed by one of the subject's (laughs) teeth. Are his teeth? Yeah. Some dude ripped his testicles off Apparently, with his own teeth? I guess. Another five of the soldiers um, lost their lives if you count ones that committed suicide in the weeks following the incident. Okay. What? Nothing. <laughs> In the struggle, one of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured, and he bled out almost immediately. Oh, my God. Great. What? (laughs) The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but this proved impossible. He was injected with more than ten times the human dose of a morphine derivative and still fought like a cornered animal, breaking the ribs and arm of one doctor. When... (laughs) When the heart was seen to beat for two full minutes after he had bled out to the point there was... uh, there was more air in his vascular system than blood. Um, even after it stopped, he continued to scream and flail for another three minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know how he managed that. <laughs> Struggling to attack anyone in reach and just repeating the word more over and over, weaker and weaker, until he finally fell silent. The surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility, the two with intact vocal cords continuously begging for the gas, <laughs> demanding to be kept awake. The most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating room that the facility had. In the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back within his body, it was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative they had been giving him, uh, they had been given him to prepare him for the surgery. Uh, he fought furiously against his restraints, when the anesthetic gas was brought out to put him under, he managed to tear most of the way through a four-inch wide leather strap on one wrist, even though the weight of a 200-pound soldier was holding the ri- that wrist as well. It took only a little more anesthetic than normal to put him under, and the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. In the autopsy of the test subject, that d- uh, in the autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating table. It was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen. Oh, they were giving them too much oxygen. <laughs> Is that how that works? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, His muscles that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn, and he had broken nine bones in his struggle to not be subdued. Ugh. <laughs> Most of them were from the force of his own muscles. Uh, his own muscles had exerted on them. The second survivor had been the first of the group of five to start screaming. His vocal cords uh, destroyed, he was unable to beg or object to surgery, and he only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him. He shook his head yes when someone suggested reluctantly they try the surgery without anesthetic. 
<laughs> yes, I want that. And yes. did not react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with what remained of his skin. Oh. Okay, that would take way more than six hours. I like sur- <laughs> surgery takes a long time, and that's a lot of surgery. But anyway. Okay. Sorry, I'm <laughs> I, I'm I'm picking the wrong I'm nits. <laughs> The surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it should be medically that it should be medically possible for the patient to still be alive. One terrified nurse uh, assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several times whenever his eyes met hers. <laughs> when the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk while struggling. Assuming this must be something of drastic importance, the surgeon had a pen and pad fetched so the patient could write his message. It was simple. Keep cutting. Ew. The other two test subjects were given the same surgery, both without anesthetic as well, although they had to be injected with a paralytic for the duration of the operation. The surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation while the patients laughed continuously. Once paralyzed, the subjects could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. The paralytic cleared their their systems in an abnormally short period of time, and they were soon trying to escape their bonds. The The moment they could speak, they were again asking for the stimulant gas. The researchers tried asking why they had injured themselves, why they had ripped out their own guts, and why they wanted to be given the gas again. Only one response was given. I must remain awake. All three subjects' restraints were reinforced and they were placed back into the chamber, awaiting determination as to what should be done with them. The researchers, facing the wrath of their military benefactors for having failed the stated goals of their project, considered euthanizing the surviving subjects. The commanding officer, a former KGB agent, instead saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they were put back on the gas. The researchers strongly objected, but were overruled. <sighs> in pre- it's so long. In yeah, well, pre- I'm interested. Okay. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had their restraints padded for long time, long-term confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment it was let slip that they were going to back on the gas. It was, it was obvious that at this point, all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was straining his legs against the leather bonds with all his might, first left, then right, then left again for something to focus on. The remaining subject was holding his head off his pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been the first to be wired for EEG, most of the researchers were moder- monitoring his brain waves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined inexplicably. <laughs> it looked as if he were repeatedly suffering from brain death before returning uh, to normal. As they focused on papers sc- scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut at the same moment his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves immediately changed to that of a deep sleep, then flatlined for the last time as his heart simultaneously stopped. So he fell asleep. He fell asleep and then immediately died. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwaves showed the same flat lines as as one who had just died from falling asleep. 
The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside, as well as three researchers. One of the named three uh, immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point-blank between the eyes, then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. What? Wait, so someone just shot the two subjects? He shot one of them, he, and he shot one of the other, the guards. Wait, can you go back? Yeah, uh, okay. The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwave showed the same flat lines as the one who had just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside, as well as three researchers. One of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point-blank between the eyes, then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. So one of the researchers Ah. shot the commander who ordered them to be uh, locked in there and then shot one of the subjects. Wow. Uh, He pointed his gun at the remaining subject, still restrained to a bed as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things. Not with you, he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you? he demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher paused, then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out, so nearly free. And that's the end. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you? What? What? Any thoughts on the Russian sleep experiment? No, it's by, interesting. By anonymous. By anonymous, it can became so popular, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, most, uh, like almost all creepypastas are by anonymous people. Ooh. And I mean, well, I mean, and that's well, part of. Mine had a name. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I I think, I mean, traditionally, like, the point of creepypasta is that it, like, it, like, travels like a meme where it's just, like, copied and pasted from, like, forum to forum. And so, like, the author of it doesn't really, isn't really significant or isn't known. Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's, like, you can sort creepypastas by author. I know. I, I mean, I, yeah, there are. I, so well, there's like the, trid, I guess, I don't know. There are, I mean, yeah. I mean, eventually there became like things that like aggregated creepypasta more, and then like people were able to like post things to like those. After after like I don't know, what nothing creepypasta Not became like a big thing, and then like there became like sites specifically dedicated to it, you know, and then like people started like um having their names attached to stuff more once they like once it became a more like established form of uh writing, I guess. Okay. I would say. That I don't was know. an easy answer that took five minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you always say, Why do I think you hate me? And then you <laughs> say stuff like that. Sorry. Okay. I'm reading one now. This is our last podcast. <laughs> because 
Carly, I'm tired. <laughs> Carly made me get a uh, astrology <laughs> app. CoStar. CoStar. And it said that we, <laughs> we are... Compa- we aren't compatible. Well, we're compatible in a couple ways, but... Like in, two, maybe. In, no, one, I think. And then yeah. the rest were neutral and bad. Yeah. So we're breaking up and stopping the podcast now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So this one's called The Boy in the Window. Okay. She tried. She tried pulling herself back, but however... Hard she no, but however hard she tried, however hard she pushed, she could not stop her feet dragging her toward the open window. Uh-oh. She dug her heels into the wooden floor, feeling splinters coming off off it as her feet dragged her downward. Gross. <laughs> her hands caught the window sill and the wind blew in her face, causing her hair to whip around. Her eyes widened with helplessness and terror taking in the navy blue sky with its sad gray moon and uneven sprinkling of stars. She couldn't move her head, but she turned her pleading eyes to him as he stood beside her. Please, the word caught in her throat, her voice choked with fear. He looked back intently into her eyes, that smile fixed on his lips, and he tied the thick rope around the window ledge. I'm confused. <laughs> it all started three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. It's a, uh, that was a flash forward? or I guess. She had woken up to a sudden tapping on her window, ignoring it, thinking it was the wind playing tricks. She went back to sleep. The light tapping at the window became deliberate knocking the next night. She sat shivering with fright in her bed, unable to move until the knock ceased. Don't get on Twitter while I'm reading this. Are you serious right now? No. You were on Twitter. I just opened my phone and that's what was there. And you scrolled. It was a reflex. You were on Facebook while I was reading the last story. No, I wasn't. You were were reading Facebook messages. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you were. (laughs) I looked at a message. All right. Okay. I looked at a notification. Shut up. <laughs> uh, however, the next morning, she was sure that she had been imagining things. Her room was on the third floor with no trees or drain pipes outside to provide access to any unwelcome intruders. Good. It wasn't knocking. Anyway, she convinced herself. Uh, it must have been one of the many mysterious sounds the night weaves into its lullaby. <laughs> this person is trying way too hard. Mm-hmm. Two days passed. As she was sculpting downstairs in her studio, she heard the knock again. Mm-hmm. For a second, she froze with fright. Then she turned. Outside the window, hanging upside down, was a little boy. <laughs> Only his head was visible through the glass, his face extremely pale, his hair dark, long, and dirty. He could have been a street urchin had it not been for his eyes. His eyes weren't human. They were round and slanted with impossibly large irises. He gave her a mischievous smile and tapped at the window again, Mm. still upside down. (laughs) Please, lady... He said, Oh, he talks. Won't you let me in? Don't let him in, lady. 
She gasped and stumbled backwards, knocking her incomplete sculpture to the ground, Uh throwing flecks of clay everywhere. For the child spoke in the voice of a man, a husky, sadistic (laughs) tone. So, please, lady, please, lady. You do it. (laughs) Say, please, lady. Please, please, lady. Won't you let me in? Please, lady. I can't do it. <laughs> said Please, lady. Won't you let me in? Won't you let me in? Uh, he started visiting her more and more. <laughs> <laughs> Often knocking at the doors and windows. No, she thought. Don't let him in. <laughs> Good thought. Good, Good thought. thinking. <laughs> I know. Whatever you do, don't let him in. She would see him peeking from the windows whenever she woke up until she started keeping the curtains drawn at all times and the windows locked. She ignored the knocking <laughs> yeah. that continued, followed by his voice. Say it. Uh, please, lady, won't you let me in? Yeah. Is like that? Is that how he talks? Sure. She started getting paranoid. Well, yeah, there was a little boy with a deep <laughs> yeah, voice outside you your window. Just now? <laughs> it was... It was with great inner turmoil that she left the house for work every day. For the most part, things appeared normal. Mm. Okay. Until that particular day. Oh. That day, she was already feeling slightly sick due to a lack of sleep. Her co-worker had suggested that she talk to someone, a therapist or a priest, maybe. (laughs) Yes, she thought, I will today. Suddenly, someone knocked at her car window. (gasps) She gasped. Her pupils dilated in horror. It was a cop. She had parked in front of a no parking sign. (laughs) Swearing, she reared it, parked again, and rushed out to go to work. The cafe she worked at was a small, glass-walled haven for all kinds of people. Readers, lovers, and businessmen who wanted a cup of tea or coffee before they bustled back to their offices. Yeah, that's what a coffee shop's like. <laughs> it's full of readers and lovers. <laughs> and businessmen. And businessmen. Uh, they bustle off. They bustle off. Bustling businessmen. Yeah. It was an hour before she would get off. She was serving a table by the huge glass wall when a whisper reached her ears. Hey, lady, (laughs) it said. Abruptly, she looked up out of the window, and there he stood, right in the middle of the road, with his black slanting eyes, ooh, a hiccup, and a wicked smile. Without thinking, she rushed out to the sidewalk, and he was still there, right in the middle of the busy road, with traffic whizzing past him. I said, please, didn't I? The boy whispered. I am a good boy, lady, (laughs) came the man's voice from the little boy's throat. I am... You gotta do it. I am a good man, lady. I am a good boy. I'm a good boy, lady. I said please, didn't I? Sorry. I said please, didn't I? (laughs) I said please, he stood 12 feet away, and still his voice sounded in her ears above the noise of traffic as clearly as if he was inside her own head. And then a bus sped over him, just like that, passed right over the spot where he was standing. She screamed and ran into the traffic where he had been, but nothing was there. 
She went down on her knees on the hard gray road. A few passers-by stopped to try and calm her as she sobbed. It took her a while to get back to her senses. She got into her car and sped off towards home as fast as she could. She rushed straight upstairs, right into her bathroom, and splashed herself with cold water. She looked at her face in the mirror, skull-like and gaunt now. "'What have you done to yourself?' she asked. "'You're going insane,' she thought. "'Don't let this happen. Don't lose your mind.' She dried her face and turned into the bedroom. She was just inside the room when she stopped in her tracks. There he was, sitting at the window ledge, his short, skinny legs dangling inside. Mm -mm. You left the window open, uh -oh. the husky voice purred. <laughs> and then he walked to her side, took her hand in his tiny cold one, and started pulling her towards the window with surprising strength. Oh, we're coming full circle. Yeah, though she struggled, she couldn't fight him off. Oh, no. She watched him trying to rope or she watched him tying the rope to the ledge at one end and the other into a noose. Oh, mm. my God. Uh-oh. Please, she managed to croak out. I said please. I said please, too. The sadistic voice crooned mm. as he lovingly placed the noose around her neck. Oh, no. She felt her feet climb the window ledge, and then she was standing on it. I am a good boy. The voice whispered in her ear. She felt his cold breath and putrid smell, the smell of death. They would find a note in her room in her handwriting explaining how she was committing suicide because she was sick of life. Mm. She felt the hard ledge under feet. She felt the hard ledge under feet, the moonlight on her face, and the wind in her hair. The last things she would ever feel, a shadow. The last thing she would ever feel. A shadow fell from the third floor window of the house that night, and a voice snickered, I'm a good boy, lady. <laughs> mm. Interesting. What do you think it means? Um, I guess it's about suicide. <laughs> What? Nothing, yeah. I don't think the boy was real. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know, yeah. I would think so. That was dark. Yeah. I didn't read the whole thing before I <laughs> read it to you. Okay. So, uh. Well, now, now we know what happens. Yeah. If a little boy is at your window trying to come in, let him in. Let him in. Especially if he says please. Especially if he says please. No. Okay. What? What's your next one? Um, I'll do. Uh, uh, I'll talk a little bit about uh, Slenderman. Okay. Uh, probably like. Everyone talks about everyone talks about Slenderman, but I don't know. Oh my God! Look at my knee. Yeah, it's bruised. Holy crap! Look at that. Yeah, I see that. Oh my God. What'd you do? It's probably from my show. Hmm. Probably. I get dragged. Oh, yeah. Dragger. Yeah, ow. I'm sorry. Does it hurt? Okay, yeah. Oh. Um, I've always heard of Slenderman, but no one has ever... I've never... I don't know what it is. Okay. I mean, it's like a... 
Well, it's not, there's not, and there's not like one story associated with Slender Man. It's, uh, it's like, it's more of a character. Yeah. Uh, I'm and putting that... lotion on, that's that weird noise, everyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's uh, like a, it's, uh, the slend- Slender Man is like a tall, slender man mm-hmm. shaped being. Yeah. Um, who um, sometimes shows up in photos and, uh, I guess, abducts children. He also sometimes has, like, tentacles coming out of him. Ew. Mm-hmm. I th- they're... Are you going to read a story or are you just going to... I was just going to, like, describe and talk about the Slender Man. You have a piece of glitter on your forehead or oh, on your head right here. Why? Where were you at? I don't know. I mean... You you had a bunch of glitter on you. Maybe it came from the bed. I had glitter on me from I what? I was seeing glitter on you. I don't know. From where? I don't know. I was looking at your face a little bit ago. Sorry. Huh. Well, it was like a big chunk of glitter, though. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, maybe it came from work. Uh, uh you work at the zoo. Why is there glitter? Well, because they had. There were still a couple like decorations from zoo lights up what <laughs> like they're in the in the ticket booth and so it might have came off of like the snowflake or one of the icicles that were in there probably i bet that's what it was that's probably what it is yeah i think okay tell me about slender man. okay <laughs> the slender man um uh so slender man originated in uh on the something awful forum website Okay. Uh, which is a website where all kinds of significant inter- internet culture stuff comes from. It's a, just a forum that is used by a lot of people to talk about all kinds of things. Um, but there was a thread someone posted in, uh, I want to say 2007 or two that, um, that was like, dang it, where is it? Um, sorry. Um, uh, we should everyone like try to like Photoshop some like paranormal images and post them here, and we'll just that'll be a fun thing to do, and we'll we'll all, like post like images of like different paranormal things that we like invent. And, yeah, and we'll all post them in this thread, and like we'll see like if they get like picked up on any like paranormal blogs or stuff, or if they like start like getting used as like like images for on like different websites about like paranormal stuff or if anyone like makes up stories for them mm-hmm. and so um so someone made so someone like made yeah a few a few different photos with the slender man where he like photoshopped old black and white photos to show like a tall figure in the bath or no not in the bath you're showing me a text that would had the word bath in it <laughs> Sorry. Our <laughs> roommate wanted to know if they could take a bath. And so I was trying to, you know, discreetly show him the message <laughs> instead of mentioning on the podcast that our roommate was taking a bath. Mm-hmm. Oops. This is a professional episode. This is a really professional episode. <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, hear a movie in the background, too. It's yeah. really good stuff today. Uh, oh, no. It was in 2009. When Slender Man was in, on June eighth, two thousand nine. Okay. Um, and so yeah, he, this um, Victor Surge, 
real name, Eric Knudsen. Yeah. Um, he submitted two black and white photos he had altered to include a creepy tall figure Ooh. in the background. I want to see. Uh, so there's one of them. It's got like a crowd of like young Ew. people. And then there's a... Yeah, that's creepy. A, a, a fig, faceless tall figure in the background. Um, and then he, no. he captioned both of them okay. as well. Let's say... Um, the first one, we didn't want to go, we didn't want to kill them, but its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. And then the oh, second one. Yeah. He created creepypastas, huh? <laughs> and then the second picture is like kids playing on a play- playground and back. <gasps> there he is! Yeah. Holy crap, In the that's distance, scary. there's a tall faceless figure shadowy oh, figure with like tentacles right coming next out of to his like arms. a little girl mm-hmm. right yeah it looks like it yeah Ew, okay <laughs> uh, and the caption is one of two recovered photographs from the sterling city library blaze notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the slender man deformities cited as film defects by officials fire at f- library occurred one week later Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986. Photographer Mary Thomas. Missing since June 13th, 1986. Wow, this person is a genius. <laughs> yeah, so the, the so he like he invented the name <sighs> Slender Man and then all later in that thread, other people like made other like posts about the Slender Man and Ooh. stuff. And, like sightings of it and, th- and things. And so then, but like pe- fake stuff. Yeah, right? Right. Just to be like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, like this is fun. That's Let's make up stories about this character. That's so cool. And so, like, other people like also made a few like photoshops of it. <laughs> and so those things like spread to like the people would like copy and paste them to like other forums about like creepy stuff to That's talk insane. about the slen- slender man. That's and so, cool. like, a whole like it became like a whole like character that people like added to, and like it became. There's like a big like there are websites that um like compile all the like mythos and stuff of the slender man um for uh like he I don't know it's been determined that he uh I don't know well originally it was said that he had a face which was only which was invisible except when he was captured on film. So you could, he could he looked like he had a face normally, but if you took a picture of him, it looked like he didn't have a face. Uh-huh. Uh, though now the understanding mythos is he doesn't have a face at all. Yeah. Uh, he occasionally wears hats or headwear. Um, there are people say came up with like cults and like religious followings that were into the Slender Man and stuff and invented those. Cool. Um, <laughs> he, he, he apparently causes visual and audio distortion in me on media. Um, he can, he can impersonate humans sometimes. He, I don't know, uh, as was alluded to in one of those photographs, he may like re- intentionally remove evidence, like starting that fire, to try to get rid of those pictures. Creepy. Mm-hmm. that's cool uh yeah there's i mean there's all kinds of like you know people like compile different mythos of him and then people you know write stories based on those and add to it and it's a really really interesting process um the way that you know i mean it's like in 
in like a short time it's a look it's a good look at like the way that like the folk process happens like for like other characters like john henry or paul bunyan to name non-scary ones but also you know all the other great ghost stories that we are know like how Mm -hmm. um so i i that's like a really interesting way that like i don't know the internet like kind of jump starts that process yeah um uh the i don't know he the one of the reasons that you might have heard of him or the one of the reasons that he became like a really well-known figure in popular culture is because of the slender man stabbing Ooh. uh this is real yeah a, a real a real thing that happened because of the slender man mythology oh. uh, so on may 31st 2014 in waukesha wisconsin two 12 year old girls lured their best friend into the woods and stabbed her 19 <gasps> times in an, in an two attempt 12 year old girls mm-hmm. stabbed their best how old was the best friend also 12 <gasps> all three of them were 12 uh, in an attempt to appease the fictional character Slenderman to become proxies. Oh my god. The victim crawled to a road where she was found. She recovered after six days in the hospital. The uh, girl? Yeah, who the was one they stabbed. stabbed. Mm-hmm. She How many times was she stabbed? Nineteen. <gasps> yeah. Uh, the perpetrators were found not guilty by mental disease or defect. And by February 2018, were sentenced to long periods in mental health institutions. Wait, so why'd they do it? Uh, so they wanted to... So they'd been, like, at a sleepover. They, like, became really... They learned about Slenderman stuff, and they became, like, really into it. Um, they, like, started, like, reading all about it. They, like, became really obsessed like with obsessed it, it seems with like. It? Wait, are you going to tell me more about this? Or... Yeah. Uh, they, um... I know, but I'm just confused as to why they did it. Are you going to explain Yeah, more no, that's it? what I'm okay, saying. Okay. They they later said that they believed the Slender Man was real, and they wanted to prove their loyalty to him so they, so they could become his proxies, prove his existence, and then prevent him from harming them or their families. Oh, my God. And so they, they thought that the only way to do this would be to kill someone. What? After which they would become servants of the Slender Man and live in his mansion, which they thought oh. was located in a nearby national forest. <gasps> what? <laughs> Yeah. And so they they like planned it ahead of time. They were like at they were in a uh, forest near where they lived, playing hide and seek, and then they uh, oh my God. they held her down and they <gasps> stabbed her with a five inch oh. kitchen knife. Um, and then they said they were they told her they were leaving to go get help, and then they just left. And so she dragged herself to a road. Oh my god! Where a cyclist found her, and then uh, you know called the police and stuff yeah crazy stuff why why did they find them the two girls insane did they actually have like some crazy i mean obviously i mean it seems like they genuinely believed that he was real and they needed to do this in order to like do they still believe that (laughs) i don't know uh they played guilty to being a party to attempted second degree homicide one of them did, and the other one, uh, well, uh, let's see. She was, one of them was sentenced to 40 years under mental health facility supervision um, and with periodic 
equal opportunity to petition for release. Hmm. Um, the other one also got or got twenty five years with a mental institution facility, uh, supervision. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's bummer. Crazy. But <laughs> yeah, there's oh apparently God. a Slender Man movie in development. Um, I don't know, but I don't know. That's like. Slenderman is the, I'd say, most famous creepypasta. There have been, like, tons of, like, short films made about it and, like, video games and things. Um, yeah, the creator of it has I've been trying to get a movie made, like a fiction, like, horror movie about it. About the Slenderman. Well, now I need to read about the Slenderman stabbing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'd find it interesting. Yeah, I would. <laughs> the, um, the victim yeah. lived, so it's yeah. not too horrible to read about Ugh. i can't believe she was 12 stabbed 19 times and still was able to crawl to the side of the road yeah i know <sighs> <sighs> well the, so that's that actually believed that he existed yeah they must have been really insane who told them that he had a mansion that they could stay at if they killed someone to you prove know, loyalty? The Slenderman uh, creepypastas that they read. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. <Whew>. <laughs> Do you have another one? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got one or two. Well, because we're at an hour now and ten oh, okay. minutes. Uh, I'll just go. I'll. Talk fairly quickly about the SCP Foundation. Well, I also have another. Oh, you do you want to not do mine? Just read yours. No, I figured we could both do one more. Okay, yeah. Um, so SCP, the SCP Foundation. You're going first. Oh no, you can go. Or do you want to do this? No, 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 no. you go. You go. No, mine's. Is it short? It's. I mean, no. There's. I was gonna say a little bit more than what's right there. So you you read yours. I just don't know how good mine's going to be to end it. Okay, no, d- d- read yours. Okay. Mine's not, I mean, mine again isn't like a story. Yeah, it's, mine's like a story. Do you want to do yours last then? Since um, it's a, like end it it'll with have, a story? It'll have an ending, yours will. Okay, yeah, do yours. Okay, uh, so SCP, the SCP Foundation. Uh, SCP-173 uh, is the start of it. It was a short creepypasta posted on the uh, slash x slash 4chan board mm-hmm. at 1:40 a.m. on July 22nd, 2007. Uh, the post included a photo of Izumi Kato's sculpture, Untitled 2004, standing up against the wall in an empty room. The accompanying text reads as follows: uh, Item number SCP-173, special containment pro- special containment procedures. Item SPC-173, oh, there are several, It during, over the course of this uh, text, it is referred to as SCP, SPC, uh, SCM, SMC, and there are many, like, grammar and spelling problems, which is par for the course for creepypastas. Anyway, uh, SPC-173 is to be kept in a locked container at all times. When personnel must enter SCP-173's container, no fewer than three may enter at any time and the doors to be, re- to be relocked behind them. 
At all times, two persons must be looking at SCP-173 until all personnel have vacated and relocked the container. Oh, uh, before I finish this, do you want to see a picture of what it looks like? Yeah. Is it like a thing? Yeah. It's... Mm. <gasps> <laughs> what? Yeah. What uh, is that thing? Well, it's a... I mean, it's a sculpture by Izumi Kato. Um, sorry, it's not the full-size thing, is not But it is a, uh, I don't know, it looks like a, it's vaguely human-shaped. It has, like, legs like and arms. alien. Yeah, it's alien-looking. It's got a weird face. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. I, there's a lot of memes that, like, compare it to a peanut, kind of. It looks like a peanut, yeah. Just Google SCP-173 and look at it. Yeah. Or it'll be in our Instagram. Yeah, probably. Almost certainly. Uh, anyway, uh, back to what I was reading. Uh, pers- okay, uh, continuing. Description. Moved to Site-19, 1993. Little is known about item number SCM-173's origins. It is constructed from concrete and rebar and was once painted with Krylon, Krylon brand spray paint. SCP-173 is animate and malevolent. If given the chance, it will kill anyone within its line of sight. Its weakness, however, is that it does not move while being watched. Despite this paralysis, it is still highly dangerous, able to cover at least two meters in the literal blink of an eye. It typically kills by either snapping the victim's neck from behind or grabbing the victim's throat and strangling them. Whatever animates SCP-173 does not give it much force with which to break things. As seen above, a large room with unbarred windows is fully capable of containing it. Its grip, however, is unbreakable, as when it is not moving, the statue is uh, as hard and strong as concrete. While left alone in its room, one can hear a stone-on-stone scraping from within that is believed to be the sound of the SCP-173 moving about. The reddish-brown substance on the floor is a combination of feces and blood. We don't know, nor wish to find out, where it comes from or how it arrives, but SCP-173's container will slowly fill with these substances. In order to ensure that bacterial growth within does not begin to damage the building it is contained in and to maintain some level of sanitation, the enclosure must be cleaned on a bi-weekly basis. Uh, So it's like a report on some object that's being held in some facility. Um, And so that it like that, that post was like a big hit on that board. Like people, a ton of people copied and pasted it on different forums and threads all over the internet and all over 4chan. Um, Over the next six months, other people like tried to imitate it, um, doing similar things every once in a while, trying to come up with a different, forms of scps yeah and then uh in january of the next year um there like over the course of a couple days there were like dozens of more like posts where people uh came up with different uh strange objects to write uh these things about and so um after those few days they decided we should like we should save these somewhere on like another website so that this forum doesn't get deleted and we lose all these. And so they did, they saved them on a, I don't know, they made a, like a wiki type site with all the SCPs. And then they, 
people started adding more to that site and they like um a greater like uh mythos around them kind of formed where people collectively invented this uh foundation the scp foundation um which hides away and contains all these um strange and dangerous um creepy um supernatural objects and uh beings mm. and so uh yeah there are all kinds of different things uh like the uh the living room which is a uh a large biological mass <laughs> that people have to uh look after um i don't know the uh proboscis engineers dwarf star the everything tree plague doctor and they're all mm. like um you know some of them are like other like sculptures that look weird not all of them have pictures associated with them some of them are like photos of things that it looks like the person like made themselves who wrote the post made um some of them are just like photoshops it's a very it's another that's interesting yeah it's another S uh scp foundation yeah it's staying here contain protect yeah that's what <laughs> they've decided scp stands for hmm. mm -hmm. yeah it, it's another i mean it's uh another uh sort of organically formed uh fictional universe yeah mm -hmm. that's cool yeah that's cool i don't think i'm gonna read my last one because we're already at like an hour and 20 minutes and oh, okay. it's not that interesting okay i don't think i didn't Right. I mean, it's just another five or six minutes of a weird story. Ah, uh -huh. I think we've had enough of that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you want to finish up, we can do that. Um, I just what? what? Nothing. <laughs> I just, I just, no, I, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've already talked a little bit about how these are like, you know, even though they like seem, they're like really like dumb like in inconsequential seeming like things they are like an example of the folk process and like how folklore and folklore um and so they're they're worth like studying and like preserving in some fashion um uh i mean you can learn a lot by looking at like the you know the literature canon and fine arts and like all the like major generals and politicians that um you know end up in the history books um but we'd miss out on like so much if we left out of our history the stories and sta and songs made up by anonymous ordinary people and you know creepypasta is no different than that um they're anonymously written stories produced consumed passed around added to and changed by other ordinary people um far removed from the literary establishment and commercial interests and as such they can give us an extra an extremely clear picture of what a particular class of people were thinking, feeling, scared about at a particular moment in time. The problem is that even though we heard constantly growing up that once you put something on the internet, it would be there forever, the internet, it turns out, isn't that permanent. <laughs> yeah. Um, as Facebook and Google consolidate and curate more of the online experience small sites are disappearing most of the early internet is gone without a trace and more and more is lost every day the original pages where a bunch of these many of these stories originated can't be accessed anymore 
the original thread on something awful where slender man was created technically still exists um but the image hosting site waffle images um where all those original uh, photoshops that people made were hosted uh that went defunct a couple of years after uh the original posts were made and mm-hmm. so now that thread is just a string of you know words and blank space and you can't see any of the photos that people made Aww. um all all the other image edits are were post that were that were posted alongside the original slender mans or slender men or whatever <laughs> uh those are all lost to history um so we don't we can't we'll never know like exactly like what was you know what else people were what was inspiring and what other things like directly were inspired by slender man in the moment the same creator um you know and if slender man hadn't taken off so quickly and the original images hadn't been copied to be hosted elsewhere um before waffle images went away we wouldn't have those original images either um it took a um and like the uh the original scp thread where the original scp 173 was posted um that only exists on one like one specific 4chan archive site and all the images are gone from that one as well anyway all that is just to say that um sites like the internet archive um do a uh, are doing a lot of really important work um, because archiving the culture that is posted on the internet by anonymous ordinary people is uh i think really important and will be important to future historians and will be important to our culture going forward because the internet's where people spend most of their time and do most of their interacting with people um and it would be a shame for all of that uh you know all the artwork and things and uh outsider literature that are posted there to just go away without a trace Mm -hmm. anyway so uh donate money to the internet archive (laughs) (laughs) if you can right (laughs) okay is that all you got that's all i wanted to say anything else you want to add no oh uh you should read uh ted the caver uh it's a angel fire it's another creepypasta it's it's an interesting format of one though it's like a angel fire site of this uh caving enthusiast um it's written as like a series of like posts on this website about Mm. him uh exploring a cave and it's a it's a cool uh format for a horror story yeah that's cool i haven't finished reading it myself actually so i don't know how it ends or if it's actually a great uh story but it's a good uh experiment in form yeah <laughs> okay okay um well this has been known unknowns the podcast <laughs> i'm still hair i'm i've been hairy <laughs> i'm still carly <laughs> barely uh, i'm so tired oh my god okay uh solidarity forever because it's weird out there bye, bye.